Hey everyone and welcome to The Daily Word. Really glad that you've joined me and for our Daily Word today we're going to go into Matthew chapter 13 and in this section Jesus is explaining the parable of the weeds and the wheat. And at its essence the the parable is about the fact that we don't actually pronounce eternal judgment on people. That that's that's up to the Lord and He has that figured out. There are weeds and wheat that are kind of growing up together and that is for the Lord to figure out. That's, that's not on us. But what I, what I want to do here and I think, I think is, is really important is to talk about a couple of verses here that I, I think address uh, a couple of misconceptions that often cause doubt and disbelief uh, and that is about the love of God as related to the fact that there is brokenness and pain and suffering in the world and the love of God uh, with respect to judgment. So let me share a, a couple of verses here and then let's talk about them. In uh, chapter 13 verse 41 we read uh, these words of Jesus. He says, The Son of Man will send His angels and they will remove from His kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. The angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand." So especially let's, let's zoom in on the fact that uh, the Son of Man will send His angels and they will remove from His kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. So one of the, the questions that people struggle with, I think, sometimes is why is there uh, evil? Why is there injustice? Why is there suffering in, in this world? And the, the idea goes that uh, if God were good and God were all-powerful, God would not have allowed this to happen. God would fix it. If it did happen, uh, there cannot be a God because X, Y, and Z uh, has happened. But what we must realize about the, the love of God is, first of all, that God created us in love. And, and that means, in part, that God created us with the, the free will, with the ability to choose Him in love or to choose against Him. And as we read in the Scriptures, as humankind rebelled against God, chose against God, we not only brought ourselves under the curse, under the judgment, the righteous judgment of God, but we, we actually brought uh, a curse upon good, God's good creation. Paul says that the creation itself, in a sense, yearns for the full redemption of God to come. And, and so what we understand then about the fact that God hasn't fixed everything is the fact that if God were to fix everything, if God were to eliminate everything that was evil from the world, then... Um, well, that would kind of include us, <laughs> right? There, there really is not a way for God to, to rid the world of evil without ridding the world of us. And so the, the question then becomes, well, how does God save us and rid the world of evil? And the answer is that God would come in Jesus and He would pay the price for our sins, do that for which we could not do and yet remain alive, and that He would 
he would reconcile us to God and that he would do a work of redemption in us to save us and make us right with God and to transform us. We read this in uh, Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 21. It says there, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he's reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he's brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. And in fact, this is the fulfillment of prophecy in Jesus Christ, especially uh, prophecy like we see in Jeremiah 31, where God gives Jeremiah this word about the, the new covenant that would come, where through the forgiveness of sins, we would know God, we would be reconciled to him, and we would be transformed, that his law, his will would be written on our hearts. We would be changed. And so the Lord, um, he, he hasn't fixed everything yet because fixing everything would mean actually eliminating us. And it is the Lord's desire that everyone would come to repentance and would be reconciled to him by the grace of Jesus. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Peter talks about this and that, that some folks would say that the Lord hasn't returned yet, he's not going to because he hasn't and he's delayed and so forth and so on. And, and Peter says, no, you don't understand. The fact that the Lord has not uh, come back yet is an indication of the Lord's patience. He wants everyone to be saved, to come to salvation. The other thing that uh, this, this really brings to mind is the question of uh, the judgment of God. There are some who, who will say, well, my God is, is a loving God. My, my God would never judge, right? My, my God is not a God of judgment. My God is a God of love. And you, you have to be really careful anytime you make a claim about what sort of God is, is my God. Uh, because quite often what we do is we wander into the territory of idolatry. That there is a sense in which it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what we might think about God, God is, right? God is. And, and when we start making demands about what God can and cannot be, uh, we are actually wandering into idolatry. But in addition to that, as we read the scriptures as a whole, and we understand the, the declaration of scripture that God is love, then what we, what we have to sit down and pray through and think through together is how is it that God is a God of judgment and God is love, that those things are both, both true. And the fact of the matter is that if God does not, as the scripture says here, if he does not remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil, if he does not remove evil, brokenness, all that harms, which is, by the way, judgment, it is pronouncing judgment, this can be, this cannot. This is good, this is not. This is what brings life, this is what brings death, you see. Without that act of judgment, there cannot really be love because apart from that judgment, there would be indifference. God would be just simply indifferent to the brokenness uh, of this, this world, the evil of this world. And I hope maybe this discussion's been, been helpful for you uh, because both of these things um, 
come up and question the love of God. Uh, what we perceive as perhaps God's inaction can sometimes cause people to question God's love. And then the potential uh, thought of God's judgment can also cause people to question the love of God. But in fact, God is doing a work of the new creation in Jesus, drawing people, and by the way, using us believers to draw people to Him to be reconciled through Christ. And one day, Jesus will return. And that, that will, will bring the final judgment. The Lord will come and He will judge uh, the quick and the dead or the living and the dead. And He will, as the scripture says here, remove from His kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. All things will be made new. All things will be made right. Jesus has made this promise to us. And it is, it is a promise made in His great love. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.